Hello? Is this thing on? Perfection! Hey, what's poppin'? It's your man, Dean Edwards. Welcome to another episode of the Father Market Protocol, man. And, uh, yeah, you know what? I'm I'm in AC right now. I gotta bring in, bring in the horns properly so people get to feel this. That's right, baby! We're here! I'm looking at your face while it's <laughs> Yeah, man. Hey, you know what? I um, want to thank y'all for uh, checking us out as always. Um, you know what? Make sure uh, if you are in Syracuse, you can catch me. Always got to plug the dates. You can catch me early uh, December. Um, no, we see you. If you have your phone, get your phone out because we're going to make sure people come oh, out. And, yeah, get your phone out. Uh, this, this is not a game out here. So y'all can catch me in Syracuse at the Syracuse Funny Bone, December 7th, 8th, and 9th. You can catch me um, in Toronto at the uh, Queens uh, Theater on November 24th. Also, um, as I've been plugging lately, make sure if you're in the New York City tri-state area, make sure you uh, come out to Gotham Comedy Club uh, on MLK weekend in January, man. It's going to go down myself, Harris Stanton, and somebody else, I'm sure. You can catch us at Gotham Comedy Club. Five shows MLK weekend, January 18th and 19th. And also, if you're in Vegas, I'll be back at the uh, Comedy Cellar January uh, January 1st through January 6th. Um, so so make sure we're going to get to your dates. I will not forget. No, I'm just saying, and, you work a higher uh, quality place than I do. <laughs> I'm not even going to tell you where, I, where I'm going to be. Yes, there. you are, because no, we're going to no, make sure no, people no, no. come out. I can't, I can't with that. But listen, man, we, um, as you know, I'm, I'm road dogging it again. I got my man, Harris. Harris will be joining us shortly. Um, I think he's actually returning with coffee and Red Bull as we speak. And, uh, bigger than all that, man, it's always great going on the road because you never know who you're going to meet. (laughs) The Splendor is in there. That's right. Yeah. 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 Pink stuff. The pink stuff. I saw pink. I thought it was Splendor. No, that's all right. It It says right on there, sweet and low. (laughs) (laughs) They've totally disregarded that we're recording right now. Well, they can see how you make that mistake. Yo, and, uh. We, we have a guest, um, for those of you who, who may or may not watch America's Got Talent, she was uh, a, se- a season 11 quarterfinalist yes. in 2016. My family and I uh, enjoyed because we watched the show. Big, big applause to Julia Scotty in the building. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> she's here. Oh, she's I, here, finally. I, I thought she was dead. <laughs> Julia, how you doing? I'm thanks doing for, fine. Thanks for thanks having for me. You're in a good space now. You got your coffee? I'm happy. I can tell you anything now. Okay, good. I can good. be had for coffee. Good. Oh, I'm that it? easy. Uh, and, and, and I like that. And, and Harris, thanks for coming back. Harris, let me tell y'all something. Harris initially. I, I ain't come back. <laughs> I'm just here. And you're like, you do my podcast. <laughs> You tell me you gonna do my podcast? Oh my god, I've been on there like seven times. That's good. People like people love when Harry's Yeah, you're the most requested uh, guest. Jeez, be happy someone likes you, you bastard. I'm getting coffee. Dean said to me, boy, you know they. They just keep asking for Harris. I could be, I could be in my room masturbating before the show instead of doing this. You could do it here and know what happens in Atlantic City State. Right, exactly. Right, it's right, like right. Vegas. Yeah, so you could you could do it here. Nobody's going to yeah, know. But there's more of a cold front, the windshield factor. Yeah, you right. got shrinkage. It was it was a. 
It was kind of gray out here uh, yesterday. Yeah. No, no, we don't need the microphone, Harris. Um, so if y'all if y'all hear this, you know, I, I love and like Harris. There's some things you don't have to say while we're recording. Like, uh, just talking to, to the can. Yeah. Bring the right. can a little closer. Right. Bring the can closer. Make sure. Talk like this. <laughs> but um, yeah, Harris and I came came down, and uh, and like I said, I was looking forward to to rocking out with Julia because I was a fan on the show and uh you know this the the podcast for for those who don't know for first time listeners um shout out to everyone that does listen uh first time listeners we like to sort of uh break down some of the ins and outs of the industry some of the, we like finding out people's story people's journey and also some of the things that you might have gone through and experienced that that can also inform well it, it all started in a small town in Jersey in Jersey what was what, what uh what what town that's i mean it's oh, always, I thought you were always, always good to start at the beginning where where are you from originally i'm from uh Jersey a town called Fairview which is right on the right on the river base or on the Palisades Okay. Yeah, I was right next to West New York and North Bergen. Oh, okay. Yeah. You told me Tom's River was I, Now I live there. Oh, you want yeah. me to give out my address? Right, oh, Harris. Jeez. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, that's where I live now. Okay, yeah. okay. Is that, you, is that far from uh, Fairview? Yes. Is uh, it? Okay. Do you live where you were born, Harris? No, I don't well, know. People can move. People yeah. do. They, people. they do. <laughs> so, yes, but that's where I'm from. They originally. do relocate. When did, uh, when did you know that you had... If not the comedy bug, just the the bug to entertain. I think I well, I started out as a drummer, but I as a little kid, I always wanted to be a comedian. I was telling Harris this last night uh-huh. when I was about seven. I wanted because I was a, a big fan of uh, Abbott and Costello. Oh yeah. Well, because they both came from Jersey, so okay. that was like my touch with. I never knew that. Yeah, they both and I was were. a big fan, but I never knew they were from Jersey. Yeah. I knew they were East Coast because they just had sounded. Uh, yeah, Costello was from Patterson, and oh, Bud wow. Abbott was from Asbury Park, believe it. Oh wow, yeah. wow! A lot of people came out of Asbury Park. Yeah. Jack Nicholson's from there. Dang it, dig! I never, I yeah. never knew that. Never knew that. Yeah, okay. Jersey, Jersey throws out a lot of. Yeah, yeah. A lot of famous people. Of course, of course. It's Jersey, I don't have a problem with Jersey. Just the smell. It's just the smell. Hey, Pardon me. That's me. That's not the smell. <laughs> Is that all this time it's been you emanating that scent? I, Damn it. <laughs> what was it about Abbott? Because I'm, I'm a big fan of uh, Abbott because I remember going to church on Sunday mornings and then hoping to get home. Oh, yeah, and, Officer Joe Paul. Yeah. Was like, yeah. They, um, you know, Lucas Tello was a. Uh, uh, He's a, he was basically a man child. Like yes, he, you know, he really you know, was. He was, a, he was a baby <laughs> in, a, in a men's body, and I kind of identified with him because I, you know, I had a, a a difficult childhood, and I, you know, um, and I kind of just I don't know, I just identified with him, and he he appeals to kids. You yeah, know? yeah. And so I, you know, I, I began to learn the routines, and uh-huh. I could do all the you know, right. The, the takes and everything right, that he who's did. Up first. I learned a lot from them. Well, know. they 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 were good. I, I I reflect on them as well, and I'm like, they, their timing, yeah, is impeccable. Especially as a duo, that's that's what I'm always amazed about watching. I just showed um, there was an Abbott and Costello movie on recently. Uh, geez, uh, the Mummy. Ah, geez. Oh yeah. Well, they met the Mummy, the yeah. Wolfman, all of yeah. It. Well, the thing about all of those teams from back in that era is that they all came out of vaudeville. And so they had to be, you know, they, they had, they used to face a lot and, and right. coming out of silent movies, too, right. since there was no dialogue, your face was everything. Right, right. And so, uh, and same in the theater when you're projecting, sometimes they can't hear you speaking, but you could see that face. Right. So I learned really early on that using my body and my face to, to, um, 
as a, as a, as a tool, you right. know, another color in my palette right. was really important. I, and I do it to this day. Okay. I, uh, you know, if I ever lose my face, right. uh, I'm out of luck. That's, right. uh, that's, what, that's, what, that's part of uh, performing uh, stand-up comedy as yeah. some comedians. And voice inflections, not just Yeah, basically. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Voice and some, I know some comedians, uh, they just perform in one... Yep. Very Tone one line, very Bueller, yeah, Bueller. Just, yeah. yeah, which is yeah. okay, like for Stephen Wright, you know, right, he's, right, yeah, that's his character, right, right. But I, I and he's a hell of a writer, right, oh, yeah, right. Sometimes, right. sometimes when you're not that good of a writer, your personality and uh, your facial expressions and your tone of voice that's how I get really by. helps you, <laughs> helps you get by, yeah, right, I mean. right. But that's and I, I, I always wondered if that was a uh, a conscious decision. I'm, I'm it probably was with Stephen Wright. Because his his writing is so strong, he would never be able to get away can, with it if his writing was terrible. Right? He can yeah. Just yeah. De- deliver everything. They'll be like, "Oh God, this guy's corny." Right. But he's not the only comic to have used that style. Uh, Jackie right. no. Vernon. No. I don't mm-hmm. know if you remember him. Jackie no. Vernon was like that too. Very Todd Berry's kind of like that. Oh, who? Todd, Todd, Todd Berry. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Todd, yeah. Todd. Tony yeah. Woods in a, in a way Woodsy yeah a little, a little bit not, not, not in, in, like in, in a different way but it's the same everything Tony shares very risky very, yeah yeah. It's, well it's, it's, it's to, that, to me that's what makes it so awesome because it's it's uh, it's even more flying without a net like here I'm going to pull you into my world in that same yeah, yeah same because you can't break character right and you have to you stay know, there yeah whereas yeah. we um, you know we can we can do whatever needs to be done right, right. Yeah get the laugh mm-hmm. right if it's not mm-hmm. happening right I right. set my hair on fire you could do that right. uh, you did that last night <laughs> right, right. <laughs> still talking about it <laughs> that's why he's wearing the hat <laughs> so you so, so you so as as a kid you're you're watching Abbott and Costello and you're saying I want to entertain I want to I love the idea that you could make people laugh I, I yeah the neighborhood I grew up in was a typical lower middle class Italian neighborhood okay. so you had to kind of either be a killer tough guy, oh, okay, or or, or a clown, okay, and, and I wasn't real real tough. So. Okay, I, by the way, you should tell them I was. Yeah, I, I <laughs> you know what? As a yeah. for, for for those, well, you know what? Actually, I I had questions about that because I thought the correct term was transgender, but I noticed on your website it said transgendered experience. Well, I I use that. Uh, it's an early, from an early bio. Transgender's fine. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. Or trans. I mean. Right, um, but not tranny. I, I hate that word. Just, right, right. Yeah, it just bothers me. I, you know what? Somebody has a joke about that. Somebody has a joke about it. And what? Can, for those who don't know, because surprise, you are our first transgender. Gee, who would have guessed? <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't see that happening a lot. You have Mark Theobald on here recently. <laughs> He's a man. He's a Mark, but, but those pants we saw, Mark, they were horrendous. We saw one of our buddies, uh-huh. uh, the one I was saying, writes with uh, Tracy Borgen. He posted a picture. And, you know, Mark is, is doing doing real well now. He's writing on TV shows. He's touring with Tracy. And, you know, so people allow their eccentricities to yeah. come out. Yeah. And he had on, Mark, those pants were awful. <laughs> those <laughs> pants were horrendous. And, and so we... we, we Look like cooling magma. When you get to be like super successful, you use the right word. Mm-hmm. Becomes eccentric. Mm-hmm. When you're poor and, and dumb and broke like I am, you yeah. just you're just crazy. You know, <laughs> right, right, right. So as as a transgender uh, comic, or just as a uh, as a do yeah. you, do you, do you identify yourself as a comic first? Yes, because that's I, why I didn't get into it yet. I used to get pissed at. You know, like when I'd be going into a club and we'd send them bio information, mm-hmm. I'd see the ad, there would be transgender comic. Right, right. 
dude, you don't do that with, you know, with Right, you don't say, hey, it's a black or, comic. Yeah. Right. You know, just, I'm a comic who happens right. to be transgender. So, right. I mean, it's right. part of who I am, but it's not all of who I am. Exactly, right. exactly. Is that something that, as, as, a, as, a, as a transgender... Uh, it's almost like they're, they're treating you like a spectacle, more so. Yeah, than and it's like, yeah. We're all spectacles, Come see the, you know. Come see the three transgender. But don't, please don't feed her. Right, 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 right. She'll bite your hand. Now, were you, were, as a, you, because you said where you grew up uh-huh. um, in, in Fairview, New Jersey, there were there were two types. You had the tough guys, right. and you had the clowns. So were you, as, as a youth I was somewhere you, in between. Okay. You know, like, I, I, I hate, I hate violence. Mm-hmm. Even as a kid, I hated violence. But okay. sometimes you just gotta, you know, you gotta have you that. You hate watching violence? You know, I. Like a good I, boxing match? I like a good boxing match. Mm-hmm. I don't like the mixed martial arts stuff. It's a little, it's a little, it's a little too, too brutal. Much. You know why I don't mind that violence? Because those people chose to participate in it. You got It's their that. choice. Okay. I didn't like. So I didn't choose. If you want to get your brains beat out? I'm gonna watch it. Right. Okay. okay. Yeah. Good point. You know, it's not like it's been forced on you. No, no, but uh, I think there's more art to boxing. Right. Maybe. Right. Absolutely. But I could be. But I, I would yeah. never say that to a mixed martial arts person. No, because he'd get mad at you and kill me. You know? Right. Right. So, but to answer your original question was. I found that it was easier for me to make them laugh than to than to get my ass kicked mm-hmm. you know, on a daily basis. Yeah. Sounds smart. Yeah. <laughs> so. And I wasn't an athlete. I mean, I played stickball and all that other stuff, but but that's not really, you know, sport. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, so I, I could never make it as a jock. Right. And so I just started making people laugh, and I, and I found I really enjoyed it. Okay. Know? I'm sure you had you guys had similar experiences, right? Yeah, Harris yeah. played professional baseball. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. That was uh, yeah. Yeah. Shortly. Yeah, well, hey, but matter. you played it. You know what? I I say this to him all the time because to me that's so impressive that even even if yeah. he played for for a blink, you were drafted by like, the Chicago like, Cubs, and that means in the the hundreds of thousands of yeah. uh, student athletes out there that that think they. Have a shot that really don't. You trying to say my failure is more successful than some people's successes? <laughs> did you, did you <laughs> ever see? That's one way of looking at it. Did you ever see Feel the Dreams, Moonlight yeah, Graham? Yeah. All right, come on, so shut up. He had yeah. to wait till he was dead to go out and play. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> and even there he got screwed because the, the kid was choking on a hot dog and he's got to make this decision. I don't think I would have made that decision. Right. I would have stayed in the Field of Dreams. Right, exactly. The kid could have choked for all Exactly. So one yeah, is no, that's fine. We got off the track. So as as a as a child, were you 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 were trans? I I you know read well, some of your bio. So were you were you dealing with that or struggling with that or, or I, identification? I, I I had to go back and really do some uh, thinking about those times. And I and I remember as a kid, I you know I I grew up in um, a home with two women, my mother, and my sister. Okay. Thinking that at some point <clears throat> I would just grow up like my sister, you know, mm-hmm. do the same, you know. And when it didn't happen, it kind of threw me for a loop. But you when, know, I'm sorry, when you say grow up like your sister, well, you in know, way? start to develop like like a, a girl. Okay, oh, okay, okay. 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 It just just seemed like the most natural thing, and I kept waiting for it to happen, and and it didn't. You mean so, as a boy, you was waiting to get breasts as a older? Well, you person. know, when you're like yeah, before puberty, you kind of don't know the difference, and right, you know, uh, it, you know, like if you put a, a, a you know. Yeah, a young boy next to a young girl that pretty much looked the same. Right, 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 right. But you say you also grew up without a father in the house, right? Uh, yeah, my my father, my mother, and father was divorced, right. and I saw him. You think you would have thought that way if you had a man in the house? 
Um, I mean, but I then had... you look up and go, "Well, I'm a boy. I know I'm a boy. I have a penis, but and one day I'm going to look like him." I never did. I, I had male influences in my life, mm-hmm. you know that 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 were mentors, you know. Right, right. Um, but no, it just it wasn't that big an issue because it, we're talking about the 1950s, you right? Know, you know that just didn't happen, right? You know, the, nobody knew anything about it, right? And so it never occurred to me. I just when it didn't happen, I went, oh, okay. Also, but I could never, I never fit in real well with the guys. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like we go to a, I, I use this as an example, but, you know, when I was in Gulf, go to like Super Bowl parties. Right, okay. And all the guys are sitting there like, woo, woo, yeah, woo, yeah. I'm like, I had no idea what I was like. I go, yeah. <laughs> right, like, right, that's right. a commercial. Yeah, right. <laughs> and then I go to the kitchen and help them make the snacks. Oh, that's funny. You know, so it was just, um, I never, I was not good at it. Mm-hmm. You know, I was not good at being a guy. Not good it's at hard man. being a guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I feel bad for you guys. Yeah, yeah. Hey, it's hard to be a woman, no? Not if that's what you were meant to be. I was talking about as far as everything in life. Ladies well, yeah. yeah, I mean, the, the given birth part I've never experienced, yeah. and I don't, <laughs> I don't think I ever will. And the, the <laughs> but, women, women get discriminated against. You get Me Too'd and all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, but you know what? I think every gender, each gender has its own weight. Yeah. 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 And having been, like, I call them tribes, but having been with both tribes, I, I get that now. Mm-hmm. And, and, and sometimes... If there's a gender argument going on, I'll just back off. (laughs) Everyone's looking at you like, hey, what do you think? (laughs) It's true, though. I mean, it, it, um, I don't know. You're the deciding Chad. You're the hanging Chad. I am the hanging Chad. That was my stripper name, too. So at what point, what point do you finally get on stage? Is it as a stand-up or is it uh, in uh, theatrical plays in uh, in school? Well, no, as I said, I, uh, I did do, yeah, I did one play in school, but I, I, I was a drummer for, right, right, for right, a long okay. time. And in 1980, uh, I want, I saw this ad for, um, a, a comedy show in Paramus, a Chinese restaurant. Mm. And they were bringing in talent. It was before any of the Jersey gigs happened. Right. This is before the, the comedy yeah, explosion. Right, yeah, yeah, about a year or so before the explosion, they were bringing talent in from New York. Uh, in, from the improv and mm-hmm. strip and all those clubs, and then they wanted two local acts to bring in, you know, friends clubs. and family. Yeah. yeah. So I auditioned for this thing. It was called the Comedy Caravan, hmm. and I, uh, I he let me on. I was dressed as Moses, mm. <laughs> <laughs> and I went up and I actually got some laughs. And I always say it's like it, it's like it's got to be what heroin feels like because yeah. it's, it's like you know. As soon as I got that, that rush, in my, that rush, man, I was like, yeah. I was so, you know, I'm so, yeah, yeah. And I did it for twenty years as Rick Scotty. Rick Scotty, okay. yeah. And then I, I when I came to this realization, I, you know, I, I was going to get out of show business anyway. I became a teacher, so it, it timed itself pretty, pretty yeah, well. Yeah, she said she uh, she's <laughs> quit for ten years. Right? Yeah, that's a, that's always interesting. I, I saw that. I want before I jump that far ahead. So when you get on on stage that first time in the at the comedy caravan in in, in Paramus, it just right. so it, it flows so yeah. eloquently. The comedy caravan, come come to the comedy caravan, yeah, Paramus. Do you know who came through there? I mean, everybody. You know, I'm sure you know, yeah. Seinfeld, Murphy, yeah. you know, Mar. I mean, it's like I working at bananas, and you see, oh, Jerry used to work at bananas. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah well, I, I I worked with Eddie the week 
the week he got SNL. Really? And um, and I had known him from you know working the Jersey circuit. circuit. Yeah. And he was he was booking a a real hellhole up in Nyack. And he was. Yeah. He had taken it over. He had taken it over from this guy Bob Woods, who was from Long Island, uh-huh. who's passed away now. Was that, uh, no? I'm thinking of Bob Wax. Uh, no, from, not Bob yeah. Wax. No, okay. Bob Woods was a comic. Okay. But, so Eddie's, you know, we're hanging around the bar waiting for the show to start. And so, you know how comics do. I go, so what's happening? He goes, oh, I got Saturday Night Live this week. This was after Charlie Barnett. Oh, was, couldn't, couldn't, couldn't read. do it, right? Yeah. So I said, oh, good, man. And uh, I said, I hope you get some stage time. Do I know how to call him or what? Right. Who knew? <laughs> <laughs> right. Who knew? Exactly. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> Have you ever heard the, uh, I think I saw him. Tell tell this story on uh find a bit Carson back in the days and uh uh Eddie Murphy, I think, uh Rodney Dangerfield had like criticized him and said something like, Oh yeah, yeah, you're working too dirty and then you know Was it Rodney or was it or was it I thought it was, I thought that was uh I can't imagine Rodney would do that. I thought that was um I thought that was Cosby for some reason. Or maybe Cosby critiqued him after you know, after Roy and but at this by the time Cosby criticized him, he was Eddie he was Eddie, yeah. you know. But yeah, uh no or when he was early on, he was saying to him, Hey, hey, hey you know, you're young, you're, you're too dirty, you gotta and, and, he's, he's off Eddie on, Murphy was like beyond like filthy. Oh yeah, Eddie was yeah, Eddie was something. But he else. wasn't that dirty before he was really before he, he was oh, I don't know. I don't know. I yeah, just know I mean, well, was filthy. Yeah, from, yeah, from yeah. Areas. From you, you were there with him. So. I mean, he was, you know, he could he could work blue, but I mean, he wasn't like he became, you know. Right. There's right. a freedom to that kind of feel. Uh, um, fearlessness. Fearless, no, well, there's a fearlessness to that kind of fame. Oh, gotcha. Where, you know, you feel like you could do anything. That's why I was, right. I, you know, it's yeah. funny you said, I said, with success also can make you a better comic because it makes you fearless. Mm-hmm. Well, look at look at so Pryor. Early. Same yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you look at early Pryor, he was G-rated. I mean, yeah. Carlin yeah. was G-rated. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't until they hit that they, yeah. you know, they got comfortable. And they made that decision mm-hmm. to, you know, just put all that success to say screw it. Mm-hmm. Can you curse on this thing? You say what? Do uh, you? Even just even though I don't curse, you you know. Oh, okay. Harrison, I should But I mean, like they, they just said, "Fuck it, we're going to do what we want to yeah. do." And they came back as Brian yeah. and Carla and just and, and reached even higher right, right. heights in their, in their career. So, and I think Eddie went through the same thing. Yeah. You know? But I was saying, so Eddie, uh, so he told he said that to Eddie, and then fast forward <laughs> years later, they were at some event, and uh, <laughs> and Eddie and, and Dangerfield are in the bathroom at the same time. And if 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 I'm telling the wrong story with the wrong people, someone can correct me. But I think I'm correct with that is Eddie and uh, and Dangerfield. And Eddie's in the bathroom, and he walks in, and, and Rodney's in there, and Eddie's washing his hands, and, and Rodney's washing his hands next to him, and he just looks at him, and he's like, hey, who knew? <laughs> that sounds like him. Who knew? <laughs> he was a character. He used to, did you ever work that club when he was Danger alive? Danger No, not when he was alive. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, he was... He but was, when you work there now, it's kind of like he's still alive. Because <laughs> it's the same, cryo it's the same, stasis. same crew. It hasn't changed. At no, all. it hasn't changed one bit. I think they go down every night and, and write soon on his cryostasis. He's like one of those crypts, like yeah. And, you know. Soon we'll be able to revive you. <laughs> Technology will be here soon, Rodney. He's frozen in the same position yeah. with his hands up. Who oh, no. knew? We haven't changed the club like you told us before. We froze you. <laughs> I can't believe the, the same. You're right. The same crew still yeah. works there. Yeah. What's his name? Chuck? One day when you're on stage and the lights flicker 
Rodney's going to walk Rodney. up the steps. <laughs> and Rodney's way of saying Rodney's have a guy there that worked there named uh, Bobby. He was a uh, from he was from Liverpool, and he was a bulldog. I mean, uh-huh. he was he was a bouncer. I think he was a killer at some point. Yeah, okay, he, so, but uh, and he had this he had this real thick kind of I don't know if it was Irish or not, but he, you know, and and he he could he could kill a person right. with no just but he he'd walk up and go, hey Bobby, how you doing? Is what the fuck you want, you fucking piece of shit? Shit. Shit. Who said this? Bobby. Bobby. He was the, he was the he major. Was the guy the, worked uh, like oh, okay. The, but he's gone. I don't think he's dead, yeah. but I think he's he's long gone from the crew. Yeah, uh, Ronnie hired, uh, uh, what's the guy that hosted, the, the host is there? Tony, uh, the, the, the old Chario. Chario. He hired Chario when Chario was uh, eighteen. Oh, yeah, Chario's wow. a waiter. I'm joking. The Chario's two hundred years old. No, no, so, you, you're <laughs> not that far off. Oh, Chario, really? Chario was one of the original people there, I believe, or came in shortly after. But Chario started as a waiter. Wow. I remember when he was a waiter. He was a uh, there was a. He had, I was still in my daddy's nutsack. <laughs> <laughs> and he had an Asian guy as a bartender who I can't remember his name. Funny though, the guy was hysterical. Oh, what was his name? Anyway, uh, yeah, there was a that was a real crew. That was some crew. And so you know what I, you know what I noticed too about Dangerfields that makes it uh, has a funny feel is there's no women working there. There's no, no waitresses. No. Mm. I'm like it's a weird feel. All these dudes yeah, running around like and racist Chario running around telling racist jokes. You ever hear the one about the nigger who jumped up? Chario, I'm good. <laughs> but you know, it's a throwback to the old <laughs> yeah. 1940s kind of nightclubs. Right. You know, yes. Right. It's like what you would see in in the movies. Yeah, um, I show love Mark Twain. <laughs> <laughs> the only joke I ever sold, I sold to Rodney. Really? Yep. Mm-hmm. The only one I ever. Do you remember what joke it was? Oh yeah, I got. I still got the canceled check. I made a copy of oh, the it's joke. Funny. Was you got a check? I sold one to Tracy and didn't get nothing. <laughs> he just did the joke. He brought. <laughs> I, I brought you on the road for five, ten years. Well, yeah, but you know, Rodney. You know, you think about how much material Rodney would yeah. burn through on a Carson show. Right, right. You know, right. it was six minutes of stand-up, and then he go do another six minutes of panel. Yeah, panel. Yeah. It was nothing but jokes, so he yeah. needed. They didn't have. They had writers for that. Right? He bought. He bought oh, a lot right. of his stuff. I thought they maybe would like how they do today. They hire writers for stuff. Yeah, like I'm that. sure. He, I'm sure he had writers, but most. But of not us, him. That's about the, the studio. Or whatever, like, no, the, well, the studio. Those writers are for. For Carson, Carson okay. Yeah, but, but a guy right. named Barry Berry, oh, I don't know if you know okay, Barry Berry, was legendary, uh, was one of Rodney's, I think it was even Barry that turned me on to Rodney and gave mm-hmm. me his address and all. But the joke was, I don't get no respect, even my American Express card left home without me. Ah, you know, which okay. is a perfect Rodney joke, yeah. you know, and he paid 50 bucks a joke. Oh, wow. You know, and when you're starting out, oh, 50 good. bucks is... Yeah. Absolutely, especially back then, oh, too. Oh, dude. Yeah. So. $50 still. Like $100 back then. Yeah, sure. You know, yeah, back then, sure. Yeah, well, buy a pack of cigarettes for what, $2? Oh, I could buy oats for my horse and car <laughs> <laughs> to get across the Washington Bridge. Buy a pack of cigarettes $50 now, and it's half to 50 is gone. Right. So as so as Rick Scotty, you, 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 you're bit by the comedy bug in, uh, what was that, 80? I started May thirty first, nineteen eighty. Oh wow! Everybody remembers. Do you remember your first first time on stage? No. Oh okay. No, mine. I remember was a, it, but I don't remember the date. No, the date. Yeah, yeah mine was uh, February twenty first. No, we were It's like a yeah. bir- it's like your birthday. Yeah, because like you said, it's 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 a calling, and you, and you never forget that feeling of I'm oh that I'm yeah. home. I I, I, I don't I, remember the date I lost my virginity, mm-hmm. but I remember the day that. Yeah, I remember. I, I remember well with dates. I just remember shit. Right. Right. <laughs> As you know, you 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 can say what year you saw. Oh yeah, you what know year? That. Definitely. Yeah. So. What year was it? Uh, late ninety eight. 
So was it spring, summer, fall, winter? It was, I think it was winter. I know what's, what, I remember what song was hot because I listened to it all That's the way funny. to the car. Uh, the Locks uh, with a... Uh, Oh, then, money, power, respect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. oh that's funny. That was DMX. We, yeah, we listened to the way to the bar for the, my like my first time performing. That's what I meant to ask you. Had you been had since it was your first time on stage? Had you been writing jokes and just sort of stockpiling, saying to yourself, "I want to do this," and now uh, the opportunity presented itself, so you said. Okay, I got to buckle down and, and go through all these things. I've no, I, that's the funny part. We only had as an auditioner. I only got three minutes. Okay, and so I, I, I put together these two stupid prop bits. Mm-hmm. You know, thinking. How did Moses this. come into play? How did it was a. It was a. Biblical Moses. Sorry, sorry, guys. Thank you. You introduce him to the podcast. He talking. Well, we're recording the podcast, so say hello to the people. No, don't be sorry. You're ready. Yeah, you're on it now. Say hi to the people. Hi, people. His name is Don. (laughs) Don, that's it. You got nothing else. Don just brought. Don just brought my Jameson tickets. I really know what's going on. I'm sorry. Thanks, Don. Don just brought us our our complimentary. Complimentary My beverage. Compliment. Hold up. Our complimentary beverage for you and a guest Borgata Club uh, comedy club, but that we give to Harris because he's the only one in this we room. Sold drinks. Him, you know, we could have. We could have. We, we could. I like him though. I like him too. He's a good. I gotta <laughs> tell you, working with you two guys this week has been a joy. It's oh, been thank, so much thank fun. you. It's, it's I forgot what your question. Oh, Moses. Yeah. So it was a, actually it was a it was a, a parody of uh, Charlton Heston in the Ten oh, Commandments. Okay. Okay. And the the it was a commercial for Ten Commandments hair coloring. Okay. Men. And like I said, it was stupid. Right, right. Well, first start, we all have. Yeah. We all have a hair club for men oh. bit that we look back well, on. Well, it was hair this coloring. A, hair coloring. This would be, yeah. be good for the podcast. Uh, can you remember the, uh, the uh, one of your, uh, when you were new in comedy, one of your jokes that now you think about it, you go, oh my God, I'm going to throw up in my mouth. I can't believe I was saying that. But you, you have, thought it was. But you thought it was good back then. Brilliant. Yeah. I, I wouldn't I, say brilliant. I just thought it was good enough. You're yeah, right. right. But, I uh, uh, I pretty much, I pretty much knew everything I wrote back then was shit. <laughs> but they had to be a, the, the worst one when you think about. It. Oh my god, I got one. Uh, my father. I know exactly. Hey, can I preface this by saying this? Is, I I think this joke is funny still. Uh, my father uh, drove long distance truck, so I used to do a joke about how I said, "Man, I used to, my my father loved. He drives long distance <laughs> truck. He goes everywhere in that truck." He used to take me grocery shopping in that truck. You ever go grocery shopping in an 18 wheeler? It's not fun. If I even went to church in the truck, he had to make shift for it and went, Jesus. <laughs> and and people would see me and go, Jesus. <laughs> and over the years, I just said, Oh my God, I can't believe that joke stinks. That was his first catchphrase. That wasn't joke. A bad I don't think it's a bad joke. No, it's not a great joke. I guess maybe because joke. I guess maybe because People were Jesus in the Right. Now there were people that I going back to the beginning that were real diligent about, right? Like Rita Rudner. You know, oh, Rita? yeah. Rita and I used to tool around town to hit Is the Is she club. from New York originally? No, she's from Florida. But okay, she moved I thought here. so. She moved to New York. But, and we go, you know, we were pretty close back in the day. And she, she would just like every morning call me. Mm-hmm. She lived in New York. But she would just call me. And without even saying hello, she would just be, Is this funny? Mm. And she was so disciplined mm. that I, I hated her for it. Right. You know? You got to admire that kind of work. I yeah, mean, yeah. Seinfeld was like that too. Seinfeld, I, I, he still does. Yeah, he still yeah. writes every day. Uh, like Seinfeld was covered up like a sidewalk with. Yeah, bits. He, he laid out all <laughs> of his, all his uh, 
Books. Uh, they've, they've been. Uh, oh, I got books else? and papers all around. My you know house. who's uh, like that uh, recently? Who's who's had uh, a great deal of success? Uh, Whitney Cummings. Whitney yeah, Cummings. She's she's, uh, she's pretty prolific. Yeah, yeah, like like I remember um, when she first started getting getting burned. Uh, people saying how yeah, you know, when we all would go after post show if we were on the road, we'd all go out to party and drink, and Whitney would go back to her room and write. It's a work ethic, yeah, you know. Yeah, but I, that's always it. it. It always comes down to work ethic. If if you put in the time, it's gonna. I've never back. been able to pin it down to a formula. I don't know how you guys are. Me working, neither. But I, I, some bits will, like I'll get a phrase in my head okay. that I that I just think is funny right. for whatever mm-hmm. reason, yeah. and build a bit around that. Yeah, I'm the same way. Yeah. I'm the same yeah. way. I understand it more now than I did when I was younger. When I was younger, I didn't. I don't know what how I wrote, but now I understand the process a little bit better. Right. Especially because I went to therapy, and uh, it was it was great to read this little piece in the, in the therapist book because you know as an artist, sometimes you think when you get a writer's block, like, oh my god, how do I get the material I have now? Am I ever going to write another bit again? Yeah. But you always going to because you're an artist. Right. Yeah. So right. when you when you get an idea, like you say, you get a phrase in your head, that's called an aha moment. It's like just spurts in your head. You don't have nothing else. But you just know, work around that aha moment. That's right up there. Well, that's the thing. Like, I do this thing now about, you see something, say some odd mm-hmm. And I, in the, I got it in the shower. And I don't know why it was funny to me. Because I talk out loud to myself mm-hmm. a lot. So I'm in the shower and I'm just going, see something, say some hotline. Right. See, and it just. That <laughs> <laughs> sounded some, funny. Yeah. Yeah. Did you see something? Yeah. And it just became that, and it's just in your head, and, you and just, I had no bid for it. No, right? yeah, I said I'm going to find the place for this in the, in right. the act. You know? I don't know. If, I don't know if it was. With, no, it was with uh, uh, Dave Siegel. We come back from Jamaica, mm-hmm. and this is where the, uh, the exit row plane bit came from. I'm sitting in the out, uh, sitting in the exit row, and this lady's like, "Are you going to be, be able to do all the stuff?" And I'm sitting there, and I'm thinking, "You know what? I'm going to say yeah, but I'm just here." Just because it's a, a better seat. Right, right. No, it's a better seat than the rest of them. Right. It's like I got leg room. Yeah, got- and I don't know how brave I'm going to be when this shit, everything goes to shit. I might right. shit my pants and go, oh my God, we're all going to die. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like Bill Paxton and uh, Aliens. Yeah, yeah, oh my God, man. Just calm down. Do what you were trained to do. I wasn't trained to do shit. You just told me to do shit. Right. Yeah. You just never know. So, I'm but it's a it's a, it's a funny bit. I mean, yeah, it's right. Yes, yeah, but I worked around that just that idea. Yep. I I don't know how brave I would be in that situation. And it, and I think it, it depends on if you're a storyteller or a joke writer. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, but I, I I could do both. Yeah, but, but I I think you tend to lean more towards one or the other. Like I right. I, yeah, I'm more of a joke. Yeah, guy. I'm more of a storyteller. Mm-hmm. You know, right. uh, That's interesting. Yeah. What do you think? What do you what do you see uh, yourself as? I'm. I'm more of a storyteller, but I've over the years I like writing jokes. I'm really proud when I write like a because I was a, mainly a storyteller right. and act out uh, and and you know impressions and whatnot. So Lucian Hold actually uh-huh. is the one that sort of pushed me towards working on my joke writing more. Just tell us who Lucian was. Yeah, uh, Lucian Hold for those who uh, don't know. Uh, Lucian ran uh, and booked the the comic strip live in New York City uh, for years. He passed away some years ago, but Lucian was the gatekeeper at the house that um, that Eddie and Sandler and Seinfeld and Chris Rock, some of the uh, bigger names, and then numerous other comics have have come out of. Lucian was the guy that uh, you know sort of put put those guys on and put myself on, put a lot of comics on, and gave them uh sort of the keys to the kingdom gave them access to 
that stage. And uh, when I first went and auditioned for him, he saw he came to my Deaf Comedy Jam. I probably said this on this podcast before, but um, he he came to my Deaf Comedy Jam because Chappelle was hosting. So because Chappelle was hosting. More than just uh, uh, black industry was Where coming was to that. Where did you have it? Uh, we shot that. Uh, it wasn't the Paramount. Thing. Some theater starts with an A off of like 43rd or 44th Street. This is around. The it's 95. Sex Theater? It's something that. <laughs> but uh, Lucian, you know, came up up to me after my set. I had a good set and he, uh, he was sort of praising me. And instead of following up with him immediately, I waited two years and then I had to go through excuse me the um the process of because he he invited me to the right. club after that but I didn't I didn't go I was like oh, whatever you Why know I'll get um just because caught up in the hype of I'm doing Def Jam I don't oh, yeah. you know but by the time I did Def Jam no one cared you know yeah. it wasn't it wasn't what it was when it first you, started you, you had to know that you know Lucian invite you to the club. You don't do Jeff Jam every night. No, but you know what? <laughs> you it, 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 was, it, it was. It was. It uh, was at the time. This was. So this is ninety five. So I'm a comic three, going on, getting close to my four year anniversary. Um, and he invited me, and I'm doing a million things, and a million people are coming up to me. Mm-hmm. So it kind of just got filed yeah, in right, my head. Right, right. It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't. So I'm, I'm making it like it was by my ego. It really was just. Oh, I'll get get around to it. And then also at that time, um, I wasn't working a lot of the mainstream clubs. Mm. I was I was doing more urban urban clubs and and the one nighters and the rooms in, in the tra- yeah, <laughs> rooms throughout the tri state. And then uh, and circuit. then the Chitlin circuit. And then. I, I, I would, worked that for a while. Yeah, and, and then we then then every club had their one night urban night. So uh, that's right. So Caroline's uh, Caroline's on Broadway. They had Hot ninety seven radio. Uh, I think uh, uh, Ed Lover and Dr. Dre were the big morning show hosts. So they had a night, uh-huh. and you would go do their night. Oh, and Ed Lover you, was go, hack. Yeah, you know, you'd go do a lot of these rooms, and so that was my access into those rooms. So I was like, yeah, I'll get to them, and then also. You could go and make, you know, at the at the um, black rooms, you could make a hundred dollars a night. Whereas going to the mainstream rooms, they were handing you ten and fifteen dollars. That's what I started. Well, that's what happened to me. I started. Right. I, I finally passed auditions at the Improv. Okay. And I passed at the uh, catch. Lucian would never pass me. Really? I don't. Me I, neither. You knew you were there, so I don't. But anyway, uh, and and I was hanging out, you know, until two three in the morning. But then, well, you know, all of a sudden I'm getting all this work mm-hmm. to go on the road and, you know, making money and I'm making money. And, and, and so I kind of lost my place in line in mm, New York, you Yeah, know? yeah. You had to make a decision. I had kids. You know, if you're working all over, all over, wherever you're working at, you can't possibly be able to work at this comic strip. I mean, because it's just... You can if you're single with no kids. Right. right. Well, I'm, I'm being funny. Yeah. <laughs> like, Esty tells me, uh, uh, she don't have, I, I, I can't work there. Basically, almost like I'm not good enough, but I work all over the country. Well, that was another thing. Yeah, I'm not good to work on McDougal Street, motherfucker. Yeah. Right, right, right. That was another thing. Yeah, I was like, oh, well, I had done Showtime at that point. Right. I had done some stuff. And then that's also, I think, when that occurs, because we're all human and we all have egos, when when a gatekeeper sort of turns that doesn't offer you the, uh, the access and you find a way without them... You say, well, I didn't. I clearly, I didn't need need you. 
Yeah, no, yeah. but you you also what you miss out on is uh, is developing the fraternity. Right, you know, right. We were talking about right. last mm-hmm. night. About, right. You know, the, the so many people, uh, you know, came out of that. Right. Uh, this my generation. Uh, who's the uh, Larry? What's his name? Uh, Larry Miller. Not Larry. Well, Larry Miller too, but Larry. Uh, the guy. Did you used to work with what's Larry name David. Back in the day? Larry David. He used to work with uh, what's my the guy? Cantankerous guy. Louis Black. Black. You know, it's so funny because I, I, it's funny you mentioned that because he, he and I, uh, we've been, uh, somebody said we're very similar. But early on in my career, uh, I don't know, I think I think I had come before him. Uh, but somebody said to me, you know, there's a guy working down the village who sounds a lot like you in terms of, I used to scream in my act. Oh, really? And I go, yeah. Go, they go, yeah, his name's Louis Black. I go, no idea who he is. Interesting. I was going to pay him a visit and tell him to lay off. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, somewhere right now, Lou's like, I'm so glad that she, <laughs> she finally found her calling and she, she prefers dresses, so now I can really be cantankerous and angry. I always thought we would be great in a sitcom, you know? Right. <laughs> That's funny. As a, as a married couple. <laughs> That's funny, Lewis. He would be funny. Yeah, he would. Lewis is a... He's, That's he's, a, a comedian in cars when he's eating and food is flying yeah, about in slow motion. And cussing out uh, <laughs> the cab drivers. Yeah, yeah it's, it's the Jerry thing. said, you just eat with your food fly to your mouth. <laughs> and then they slowed the camera down. He was like... Is <laughs> a Tommy gun like debris, <laughs> right? Food and debris. But, but yeah, so they would, yeah, all those all those guys were around at the time. And had I stayed in New York, I think I might have you know made some inroads. Uh, Where did you wind up? Uh, you you moved, or did, I didn't. You were, you were I didn't go to LA. I, stayed, I just stayed on the East Coast, okay. but I was on the road. I was, right. I was all over the country, and you know, I, again, I had. At that point, an ex-wife, so I needed to make that nut every, right. every week or go to jail. You can't do a lot of comedy right. in jail. Right. As how, I found out. <laughs> how, how, did, uh, how did you find, like, what was uh, the thing that made you pop? Or was there anything that made you pop to where you, you were like, yeah, I'm a working comic. I can earn a living at this going on the road and, uh, and feeding my family. Well, we all thought it was going to last forever. Because you were there during the explosion. I was there just before, right before, and, and, and so during, during. yeah. And we all thought, you know, we were hot shit, and it was going to last forever. And we were, you know, because I, I heard, <laughs> I heard back then, like features were were like really they were because it was so new to everyone. So features were actually making great livings. I can I can t- remember um, you were talking about Syracuse earlier. I mm-hmm. used to be called up there called the Wise Guys. Wise Guys, yeah, yeah. the original one, yeah. And uh, and you book this thing and you go, well, how much the money like? Thousand dollars, no airfare. <laughs> and, and, you, know, <laughs> like, you try and get airfare out of somebody right. today, right, right. And uh, you know, so yeah, they were paying because you literally could set up a, a, a riser in a in a bar, mm-hmm. and that, there would be lines outside the door. I mean, we were doing three shows a night at one point. Wow, in the clubs in Philadelphia. Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, it was it was crazy. Yeah, I believe it. Where 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 would you say when did when did you when did the comics on the scene realize that okay this is not going to like or did they or did did it all just kind of dry up and people no were I don't like, think it, there was you know, a lot of them got serious a lot of them right. yeah, a lot of those guys know. got famous though. no yeah. I know but but would you well would you say more people didn't get because obviously of yeah, 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 yeah more people didn't yeah. get yeah. famous it's like baseball I mean, right. I mean, right. Like, right yeah no. Uh, 
what happened was, you know, there was a plethora of, of TV shows, and, and HBO was just throwing people up. And right. Every, you couldn't, you know, swing a, com- a dead comic without hitting a, hmm. a comedy show. You know? Right. And so it just was overkill. Right. And, you know, and... Sounds like some things never change. Well, yeah, so. I mean, it's but it's a generational thing. Right. Like, like, we'll use Eddie as an example. Eddie's fans, when he hit, were, uh, I would guess, 18 to 25. Right. That demographic. Right. They get older. Yeah. You know, and he got older. Yeah. So things change, you know. Right. You, you know, the, he's now 35, and there's still 18 to 25-year-old people who don't know who he is already. Mm-hmm. It's weird. It's a weird thing. Right. So um, you can't sustain that kind of momentum that we had back then. It's just, right. It, you know, it got to be expensive to go to a show. Really? You know, I, we had a union at one point. I was I was president. I was oh, one wow. of the presidents. It was called a the comedy union. Professional <coughs> Comedians Association. Yeah. We had a West Coast chapter. We had an East Coast chapter. Oh wow! How, how did that? Uh, it, it came about together. because there was a comic named Abby Stein who's passed away now, but she got very sick and was in the hospital. And strangely enough, had no health insurance. Mm. Surprise! 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 Right. Something. This is nineteen. Well, maybe early eighties. I forget what year it was. Maybe eighty three or four. But I think. So we. You know, we did the fundraiser thing to try to help her out, but it was obvious there was a glaring need for some kind of benefit package right. for us. Right. And the only way we could do it was to become an association and get a group plan through that. Right. So this thing was formed. And gradually, you know, we had a directory, we had bookers, we had a list of all our members, we were going to, uh, we would intervene on a comic's behalf if they got stiff just for money. So we became... Oh, wow. Almost like a union, you know? right? And that's where we were headed. But you know, co- you know, comics. I was going to say comics had to pay du- pay dues. Yeah, and I think it was something like uh, eighty bucks a year or something. Oh, it was like just that. nothing. It was crazy, you know. And when we tried to raise it, they all bitched them on. Right, um, but they all wanted the benefits. Of course, they did. yeah, <laughs> yeah. And comics haven't changed either. And you know, you couldn't get them to support, uh, like, like if you wanted to uh, picket a club, for instance, for screwing a comic. Mm-hmm. You know, there's always going to be people. Somebody are, who wants stage time. Yeah, well, yeah, I need to work. Exactly. Yeah, jackals. That's all. Yeah, yeah, you know. So it it went by the boards. Right, right. And uh, and so the 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 '80s, the comedy explosion sort of subsides. By <laughs> by 2000, I was ready to get out. Okay. Okay. You know, like in the late nineties, I was ready to get out. Was it because the the work had slowed down? And it was the yeah. It wasn't as great. I was getting pissed. I was seeing all these people I knew that were becoming super famous, mm-hmm. and I just didn't see it happening for me at that point. Okay. And I just said, you know, I I had my kids were growing up, and I I mean, dreams die hard, you know. Yeah. You yeah. know, you just uh, mm-hmm. you got to make that decision. So right. I just said, I don't know. Uh, I like kids. I like teach. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's. I stepped away. Had you gone to school for then you, then you, then you got then you went to teach and, and got in a beef with the principal. <laughs> <laughs> so well, I, uh, I actually went, I went back to college in uh, at the age of uh, forty eight. Oh wow, I that's that's impressive. I, I, to me, that's always that's courageous. You know, people don't celebrate yeah, someone someone going to school later later in life. I, there's an old adage I remember reading when I was a teenager. Uh, where this this uh, his grandfather was saying he was like yeah I always wanted to go to school to become an accountant 
and he was talking to his little grandson, and, and uh, his grandson said, "Well, why, why don't you go?" He's like, "Ah, well, I'm, I'm too old, and it's too too late for me." And the kid paused and said, "Well, Grandpa, you're you're getting old anyway, right? So why not? You know." I graduated. I was fifty years old. I graduated in two thousand. Oh, so, and uh, well, I was almost fifty. What is Harris laughing about? It reminds me of Patrice's joke. You're never too old. You're never too old. You're never too young to go back. I said, you're too fucking old to go back to school. Your brain don't work no more. Your brain I, I don't work. Differ. I, I graduated. I went to school nights. I went summers. I worked weekends. I drove a cab. I drove a bus mm, to get through school. And I graduated with a 3.86. Oh, that's it. Well, obviously. You, you know, obviously. <laughs> That, that's, 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 not, that's, that's not true, but right, right. there are there are some cases where you know motherfuckers' brains and yeah, the way, no, that's the way people's uh, ethic is right. as far as trying to go back. Now you got to go through the same shit you were doing when you was in high school right. and college, and you ain't did that in twenty years. I well, had a double major too. Though. Really? Yeah. 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 What was education uh, in English? Oh, wow. So it worked out. So you graduate, you go into schools and start teaching. Uh, not I in two thousand and one. Uh, my very first teaching job was with the uh, ARC, which is the Association of Retarded Citizens. Okay. I was uh, assigned to work with a young man uh, from Korea who was just, as poor baby, spent most of his life in a, in a Korean orphanage, blind, um, just about totally deaf, and, and couldn't speak. Mm. And, and on top of that, you know, he's, just, he's put in a strange country. You know? Right. And he was violent, and I, you know, I just, uh, I spent about eight months with him, uh, you know, and then he, he just went off on me again. I, I left. I wound up getting a, a teaching job, mm -hmm. uh, and I stayed there for seven years. Oh, okay. I loved, I loved teaching. What grade? I was a sixth grade line. Oh, wow. That's a, it's an interesting yeah. time. Oh, uh, they were great kids. What's that, uh, 11, 12? 11, 12, yeah. yeah. So, you know, the end. It's like by the beginning of the year, they're all not in puberty yet. By the end of the year, half of them are 22 years old. Right. <laughs> you know? right. And it's just, it's it's a really interesting time in a kid's life. Uh, and you got to be there for them. Yeah, you know? yeah. I was a good teacher. I liked teaching. Yeah. yeah. What, what what did I miss that you said that you, you got into an argument with the principal? No, no, no. You were just talking oh, about okay. the principal. It was nothing. Oh, I, I, was telling, I, was, I was telling them last night, I, I, I don't. The handle reason I love teaching was I don't handle authority well. Oh, interesting. As most comics. Right, I was going to say, yeah. and, that's, and that's where the com comic in you was reawakened. Yeah, <laughs> because when somebody's, you know, just jumping all over you, you, you know, there's a million lines going through. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right, right, retorts, yeah. a million yeah. retorts. Is one just, of them cocksucker? Yeah, you could just slice that's and you, dice. That should be top five, right. cocksucker. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> No, all your top five end in cocksucker. Yeah. Unless you happen to be a cocksucker, yeah. then, uh, then it's a compliment. Right. <laughs> now, now as I always, a, I'm sorry. I always found a compliment when pretty girls told me, kiss my ass. What, really? That's supposed to insult me? Right. I've been thinking about doing it all day. <laughs> so let me ask you a question. Yeah. How fucking long is this podcast? We've yeah. Been, and we just go. We've, we've been, been here for like two days yeah, now. Yeah. Ah, no, I'm going I'm, I'm, I'm to land the plane. I just uh, oh, okay. wanted to get up to... Um, um, so I, no, at what point? So when you go back to school, have you transitioned yet? Or are you still? I, I transit. You know, I came out in my senior year of college. Okay. Okay. And uh, and you have to live a year in your new gender before they will approve you for surgery. Interesting. Yeah, a lot of people don't know that. So I 
when I got the job at ARC... Is, was, I'm sorry, is that is that so as to make sure you're not going to change your mind? Yeah, it's a protocol that they have to follow. It's oh, a, wow. And it's so you don't make a mistake. Because don't forget you're on hormones and, you know, your whole body's changing. Right, and, right. And you know, well, <clears> it, it really, you know, I understand because that's a mistake you don't want to make. Right. You know. You don't want, oopsies. Yeah, yeah right. 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 And so, um, but I got the job at ARC in my year of transition. When I was okay. Living. And I also got my first teaching job in, in that same year. You know. So you didn't really did you feel any pushback or ch challenge because you were transitioning or, or the my first day of teaching school mm -hmm. I I, um, I got through the days first time I'd ever stood in front of a, a classroom mm -hmm. it's scary as hell on camera he gives in comedy yeah mm -hmm. and I got through and I was sat back and I was like, made it right. and I see this note on my desk and I open up it's from one of my students and he just scribbled you know Everybody here thinks you're a man, and I and I just lost it. I just I ran out of school. I was crying. Mm -hmm. I drove home. I drove, actually drove to a town called Lavalette, New Jersey, down the mm -hmm. shore here, and I was going to kill myself. I really, just, all this work I had put into college, and, you know, and everything I'd gone through to become junior. Right. Uh, and now I, this kid's outing me, and I have to spend a year, mm -hmm. just you know, with these kids because right. and. They, if he's saying this, they're all saying it. Right, and, right. You know, I didn't want to be made fun of behind my back. Of course, you know? of course. But then I said, I'm not going to let some punk kid ruin every dream I've had. Right. And I'm going to go back. And I went back and I stayed there for seven years and I loved it. Did you ever, did you know who left the note? I had a really good, strong suspicion. I, okay. I, I never addressed it. Okay, okay, okay. Oh, that's interesting. And I guess, yeah, because... Uh on the one hand, you're human, and so someone, you know, you you said you just leaned back into like, ah, survived yeah. it, you know, made it, and okay, I think I can do this, and then a kid, yep. of all things, a child, shoots just, you down. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, kids, kids, boy, kids can. Oh, they can kill you, yeah. but you know what? They give you back. I got more back from those kids yeah. than. than I can't even tell you what they gave. Yeah, you. no, I can see the smile yeah. in your face. So, so, it, so you, you won them over, and that's similar to comedy. Would you yeah, say similar to comedy? Very much. Absolutely. You know, you're, you're going into a cold audience that, uh, you know, pretty much every time you go on stage, unless you, we are marquee names, and even in like this gig we're doing, and I, I explained that or said to Harris, I said, you know, this is this is a corporate gig that. They don't care about us. They they come for a comedy show, and uh, the casino's like here. Here's an hour to take right. your mind off of gambling, but they're not they're not advertising it like hey go see Julie go see Dean go right. see Harris hey these are the comics that are on the show this week but people aren't necessarily paying specifically to see us they're just like oh I'm getting right Julie but uh, from I, ABT. I, you know I'm, I'm, I'm taking a little issue with that and the fact that we are here because mm -hmm. we have reached a certain level of. Uh, proficiency in what we do. I agree. I you do know? agree with so that. I, I think, We've been vetted. Probably. Yes, and yes. so I think when these people come to a casino like this, they know they're not going to get some open mic. Or that I agree know. with. That I agree with. So, um, so now you're you you leave teaching. Uh, yes. At, at what was that around? Uh, Two thousand eight. Oh eight. Oh eight. And you go back to comedy. How was that? Because. The, the, you you've been gone for about eight, oh, nearly Ten a years, decade, actually, yeah. I, because I became a stockbroker when I left. Okay, Asian, right? but I, I I I was at lunch 
with an old comic friend of mine named Chris Rich. He's a comic from uh, uh, Philadelphia. Okay. And I hadn't seen her since I transitioned, and you know I was ready to start meeting old friends again. Mm-hmm. And she said to me, oh, well, she goes, when are you coming back to comedy? I said, I'm never coming back to comedy. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm 60-something years old. I'm trans, you know, transgender. I said, what are you, crazy? Uh, she goes, you know you want, huh? Uh, I go, well, yeah. <laughs> I, I, you like know. you said, it's appalling. You can't yeah, <laughs> and so it happened that she was working at this club uh, in Bristol, Pennsylvania, that we had worked at called the Comedy Works. Mm-hmm. And um, I knew the owner from before. Mm-hmm. So she said, why don't you come down and see how it feels? Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I, I reluctantly went down there, and I, um, I said to myself, if I ever went back, I, I want to be two things. I want to be fearless, and I want to be truthful. Mm-hmm. And my first line was, I, 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 you asked about first lines. Mm-hmm. I went out on stage, and I said, well... I've been out of comedy for about 10 years. Lots happened. My parents died. My kids graduated. And oh, yeah, I had a sex change. Crickets. You know. Yeah. And, it, and, and I said, no, really? And I'm looking at them. <laughs> and they're not believing me. Oh, wow. And I was like, oh, really? You know. That's weird. It was. And I, so I, you know, I had a couple more jokes. I pulled a couple of jokes from my old act that I mm-hmm. cobbled together to fit this new person, you know. And I got enough response mm. so that Mike Kaplan, the guy who runs Comedy Works, said, you, you want to come back? I said, yeah, all right. Came back the next week. I, I killed. It was, like six, mm-hmm. it was like I had never left the stage. Uh, he comes, I come walking off the stage. He comes walking by me and he goes, doesn't even stop. He goes, I was that so fucking hard? <laughs> he just kept going right up. <laughs> that's when I knew I was home. Uh, right. That's, that's, uh, you that's know, beautiful. and so uh, it's been like that ever since. I yeah. just, um, did, did you return, would you say, did you return with uh, new confidence because you you found your true self in those that decade or so and, and you got comfortable in your own skin as Julia as opposed to... It took Rick? me a while. Okay. I had to brush off the dust from, okay. you know, being a lot away from Right, I, of course. Get my skills back. Yeah. But then I began to write. Mm-hmm. And I found I was, I found I was braver okay. than I had been before, yeah. Interesting. Uh, when you say braver, would you say it, the material was more personal? It was, it was more personal. Okay. It was edgier. Uh, I, there wasn't a topic that I wouldn't tackle, mm-hmm. you know, unless I decided not to tackle right. it. So, right. Yeah. Um, being yourself affords you a lot of freedom. Mm. You know? Say that again. That's for, for that's that's a protocol. That's something for everybody to run away with. Say that again, please. Being yourself affords you a lot of freedom. Yeah, yeah. If you don't, you know, if you're hiding behind something, everything that comes out of your mouth is going to be, it's going to have to go through that filter. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. That's that's good. <laughs> and then uh, you finally hit, take the national stage. Nah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> with 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 AGT, I was just I was talking to them on on the podcast. My last episode, I was saying uh, I had helped one of my friends um, audition, uh, or just I I told them because I was a fan of the show. Uh-huh. Um, I had mentioned you know that that you have to sort of pattern your your material into a certain. You're not changing who you are, but because it's a TV show, 
you are putting yourself in a box for them to package right. and sell a, so, because they're selling a story. And I think you said the other right. day that um, America loves triumph, loves loves to see someone. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's, it's an, I, and I used Rocky, the movie mm-hmm. Rocky, as mm-hmm. an example. I mean, people love that that series because you know Rocky overcame everything. Right. You know. Right. Uh, a couple of times. Right. <laughs> you think? Yeah, eight or Forty nine. years yeah. later, right. he's still. But they do. America yeah. loves to yeah. see people triumph over a, a tragedy, you know? right? And not that my life was a tragedy, but it was. You know, it had its moments. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So when you go to a, because you you and I spoke about your your audition process, you go in to the first room. Um, you, did you audition at a comedy club? No, I had an appointment audition. They had me okay. at City College in Queens. Oh wow. And, uh, that's that sounds like fun. Well, the <laughs> the appointment audition is you don't have to wait. So mm-hmm. you know we pulled up, and I mean there's there's no line <laughs> of people in in lawn chairs no, there's, and there's thousands of people right. and you know they're juggling babies and eating right. fire and everything and I was I just go by like the princess of right. hello everybody <laughs> that feels kind of good yeah oh yeah, yeah. that part was yeah. kind of cool and I got the first audition of the day actually. <laughs> And it was in front of one guy, mm. and his head was down he while I was doing up. this, you know, right. 90 seconds. Ugh. So I said, I'm not, I didn't get this, you know, as I'm walking out, he goes, no, would you wait a minute? And, and they sent me to another room, and I did it for the uh, producers, and they laughed. Okay, that's good. And, and then the rest is, you know. Right. Uh, the rest is, is history, rock and roll. How many episodes? Because you, you, you go on stage, um, the first time you go on... Mm. They they all have to, you have to get three yeses yeah three out of four three yeah. out of four yeses and then you make it to ho- the Hollywood rounds uh yeah okay I, I, the first one was the audition round I okay think. it's like the audition round then, then <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, I'm the trying to remember how this went yeah um, and if if you're not uh, concise you know um, I know one of them had uh, had what's her name on it the country western singer the Reba one. Over even I don't remember which one that one was. Okay. Where she gets a golden buzzer yeah, moment. I didn't get it though. No. Oh, okay. And then uh and Do then, you go into it say do <clears throat> is there something in your mind that when you know there's a possibility of a golden buzzer, you're saying to yourself, you know what, if I could if I could just get if I could crush with this set I prepared, no. there's a chance that I don't have to go through Not for one me anyway. Okay. No, I, I said I said, if I just want to get through this without them giving me three X's. Okay, okay. You know, because I'm a comic. Right, right. It's the rejection. Yeah. yeah. And comedy on comedy on any sort of reality competition mm-hmm. is, a, is a hard sell, especially on a show like that right. where you'll have someone like a, a Heidi Klum that will say, you know what, I, I just, I don't understand what yeah, you're that, saying that. and I wouldn't bring my children to see this. Right, exactly. <laughs> is and, it, and as if you're going to bring kids to yeah, comedy. Yeah, but I mean, she, you know, you, you, you kind of... You need a translator from. I mean, I'm not that complicated to understand right. as a comic, right. but you know, she was okay. I, right. I, they were all nice to me. Mm-hmm. They were all very, very nice to me. I, I not like there's some comics out there I know just bad mouthing them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've, 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 I know, know some of them too. Yeah. About. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I'm not. I mean, I, I had nothing but good things to say about right. them. Well, because I remember, didn't Simon? Simon said, "I, I like you." Like to me, said, yeah. to me, to me, that's that's a, that's. No, because of the history of Simon Cowell on TV, uh, has been one of him being like the e- e- the honest yet right. evil ogre 
Simon saying to, saying to you what? You, said, you, just, <laughs> you genuinely made me laugh. Right. I, you're naughty. <laughs> you're naughty, yes. It's not yes. like it's nanny. It's like, <laughs> that's right, I'm naughty. Get over here, let me spank your ass. <laughs> so, uh, so you made it uh, to the, the corner quarterfinals. The live, yeah, the yeah, live the quarter, yeah, That was, man, that would scare the poo out of me. Really? The live shows? Right. Oh, think about this. That's 13 million people. Yeah. There's no second take. Right. If I walk out there and fall over something and oh, hit, geez. Hit, the, you know, hit the turf, right. <laughs> that's it. That's my 90 seconds. Right, you know? right. Do you have more time during the live shows if you're going? Yeah, a little bit. I think I have like a minute and a half. Or two. Okay. I mean, I like two minutes or something like that. Okay. They run long anyway. Right, right, right. I, my DVR knows that because I always set the extra yeah. half hour. Yeah, good thinking. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so you... So you're not voted through to the the semis and the finals right. and so forth. When that happens, because you've dealt with rejection before, are you do? What do you say to yourself? Are you say, well, you know what, I made it this far, and we can flip this into some other opportunity? Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I tell. I think I, I don't know if I was telling you or Harris the story the other night that when we get bounced off, I got bounced off with two other people. Oh, you did too. Yeah. I remember this story. Yeah. So I'm going. We're walking backstage. And this was woman, and I came off first, and she goes, are you okay? I'm like, who are you? She goes, I'm Dr. So-and-so, the, psycholo- the show psychologist. You know, because like I said to you, they don't want people jumping off the building. Right, right. right. I, said, I said, let me tell you something, Doc. I said, I'm a comic. I said, I've been, I've been booed. I've had shit thrown at me. I said, this is a, this is a piece of cake. I won this mother. Right, right, right. I said, you see those two people? They're crying. Go right. help go, them. Go deal with I'm them. I'm going over and celebrating. Right, right, you right, know? right. I don't know. That's what makes us different from other performers, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we, you know. We can deal with, Harris and I had this conversation over, over lunch earlier today. I said, it takes, in my opinion, and I think it's the right opinion, Takes a special type of person to be an entertainer, a right. because you're going you're going left when everyone else is going right. You're right. you're doing something that is totally the, the the odds are not in your favor, mm-hmm. right? The odds that you're you're going to succeed in some capacity are against you. Um, so it's so it takes a certain kind of not or an average person would look at all of us like we're nuts, right? Because there's no, and we are, no, and we are, because there's no safety net. But that also allows you, like you said, a certain, there's a certain freedom that comes with that because you say to yourself, you know what, I, I'm fearless, you know, and because I'm fearless, if you say no to me, I've heard no thousands of times. I, I, I had one, I had one time I was seeing this woman when I was with the other tribe, and I didn't realize she was married, uh-huh. but she was married to a a wise guy. Okay. And I'm on stage one night, <laughs> and this guy, while I'm on stage, walks up to the stage and hands me a bullet. And, he, and I go, what's this for? He goes, if you don't leave my life alone, the next one's going in your fucking head. Oh. I was like, okay, well, thanks a lot. <laughs> uh, our next act. <laughs> and it was like, jeez, <laughs> whoa. Okay. But that, that's what I'm talking about. That I mean, won't happen if you're a dentist. No, it does not happen <laughs> if you're a dentist. But you learn. I, he gave me some good advice. Mm-hmm. I listened to him. Mm-hmm. And, 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 I, and I did not get the bullet in the head. Right, so. right. But yeah, uh, it's, 
you know, you, we are, uh, our job involves, in the early days at least, people telling us how much we suck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's endless. Yeah. Day yeah. after day. Yeah. <laughs> so we, we said a uh, comic that was with us on uh, a previous trip, uh, someone gave gave praises to Harris and then gave praises to me and then looked at him and said, you need a new act. Yeah. Yeah, it's you want to? Like, you really want to hear that? Yeah, it's like, I just, I just presented something on stage that is yeah. totally subjective, and if you didn't like it, okay, you didn't like it, but don't tell me, don't tell me, lady. But that's not right, you know. No, it's, it's not. That's that's. Uh, I always do that too when I'm on a show, and and somebody will come up and go, I, and they're like effusive in their praise, and the other act's standing there, and I and I feel bad because I was course. in that position, right? And I go, and and here's you know, yeah. So yeah. I, you know, it wasn't he or she great? Right. And, you know, it's just, I don't know. Well, because you don't want, you also don't want that awkward tension. Yeah. <laughs> in the air as you all go to grab lunch or dinner or it's whatever. It's a horrible yeah. feeling yeah, when that is. happens. It really so is. I try to, you know, if it does happen, I try to, you know, mitigate it with, you know, bringing the other comic in. Right. Because it's the right thing. To do. It is. It is. It's all about giving back. I'm going to wrap up soon. Right, um, I got to go. Have a yeah. What? what uh. What? What do you have coming up? You have a new. Um, oh, I have an album. New album CD coming out. out. It's called Hello Boys. I'm back. Julia Scotty. Mm-hmm. It's uh, on the Uproar Comedy label. You can get it really at any place you can download. Uh, uh, iTunes. Okay. Uh, Spotify. Uh, any of those uh, things. The, the platforms, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And it's, a, it's also being played on Raw Dog a lot, so... Oh, nice, okay. Yeah, so, but I prefer that you download it because I get paid. Of course, <laughs> you know, of but, course. Uh, Hello, I'm, boys, I'm back. Julia, Scotty, make sure you check that. Um, and you can check people... my schedule, actually. You can go to my website, which is www.juliascottiscotti.com. Okay. You know you don't have to say www anymore. I know you don't, but I'm, uh, I'm old well, Okay, I'm not bad at that. <laughs> and lastly... As a as a comic that happens to be transgender, mm-hmm. for anyone out there that's listening that might um, might be struggling with their identity right now, do you have any advice or any words of wisdom? You know, especially with after the the, the we just had the election um, or the midterms um, last yeah. night. Find a support group. There are plenty of support groups around. Uh, you just use the Google machine mm-hmm. and and and. Don't be alone. You're not alone. That's the thing. That Because we have a 41% suicide attempt rate in the trans community. 41. Which is ridiculous. Because the, the, the average for the entire country, I think, is 0.01. Wow. Not even 1%. So, um, our people are... They go, through, they go through enough. They don't need, you know, to be alone, too. So, get, right. get a support. Get support. Well, Julia, I'm glad that that you didn't talk, that an 11 year old ah. did not push you over the edge, and we, we could have this conversation, you know, uh, some 18 years later. Um, I appreciate you. Thank you. Um, like I said, it's your man Dean Edwards for the Brother Mugger Protocol. Make sure make sure you check out if uh, if Julia is in the town there. You make sure you go and check out. We've been having a blast this week here at uh, the Borgata uh, in AC. And uh, I appreciate you. Thank, thank you, man. Thank I appreciate you for, it. For I've had a great time with both on, you on guys. The show. So. And uh, and yo, y'all, if y'all if y'all dug it, you know, leave a comment on we're on SoundCloud, iTunes. Make sure you uh, tell a friend and uh, and keep supporting for the Mug Protocol 
or love. Two fingers is your man, Dean Edwards. We'll catch you in a week, man. Uh, yeah. Can I give two fingers? Uh, you can give two fingers. How many which fingers? One? The two, the peace oh, sign. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Julie. Thanks a lot. All right, take care.